the college football experience top 10 2023 quarterback transfer episode on the sports gambling podcast networks brought to you by shady rays. Yes. Go to shadyrays.com. Use the promo code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Rasa brought to you by the golf gambling podcast, tailor made stealth two driver giveaway. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver to enter today before the big drawing on April 8th. We're also brought to you by baseball money is fake. Yes. That's our fantasy baseball podcast. Join Blake and Ryan three times a week as they get all the player breakdowns and statistical data that you need to dominate. So make sure you check them out. And remember folks, as always to let it ride. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Basketball comes to a halt after last night's national championship game and it's football from here on out. Yeah. We'll be still tuning into college basketball experience. We're going to talk coaching breakdown, stuff like that transfer portal conference realignment, but it was shifting our main focus all the way to college football. Also some college baseball. I know my East Carolina pirates going to win the national championship in college baseball. Make sure you check out all three podcasts, the college basketball experience, the college baseball experience and the college football experience. We come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Uh, if you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to, well, my name is Colby swing at database dad, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet speaks with his fists and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. (laughs) You are going to pay for it. Good night. Shout out to Joseph in the chat says, I can't wait for some CUSA football games. Yes. Love the fact this October, the CUSA, the new CUSA, by the way, uh, they're going to be playing Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night games. It's going to be fantastic. College football 2023 is here. Let's start talking everything, every fucking thing. Cause you know that we're going to talk all 133 FBS teams. And don't forget. I also host the FCS show as well. Shout out to Kai says, what's up, Colby. I'm doing great guys. Uh, shifting, shifting, you know, college basketball comes to a halt bummed out. There's no more games there, but this is where the transition happens as we move towards college football. And obviously we got some college baseball going on as well, but 
you know, we love football here. We love football. And I thought it'd be the, you know, this year's just each year. I feel like the, uh, the, the, the transfer portal plays a bigger factor and a bigger factor and a bigger factor. We're seeing it on the college basketball front right now, but college football, there was a shit ton, uh, specifically at the quarterback position. The current climate is uh, that, Hey, you can't play uh, quarterback. If I'm not starting, I'm out. I'm going to the other school, you know, I'm going to the next school down the road. Um, so that adds for just a, just a shit ton of transfers. So we're trying to uh, essentially pinpoint which ones we think will be the best. I'm going to probably go through like the more than 10 because I have some that I, I I'm going to make my case for that. I think I'm looking at the 10 that'll be the best, like biggest impact to the team as far as statistics, you know, as far as uh, just making the team, uh, you know, lighten it up for them. So uh, yeah, shout out to Weehawk who alerts me that ECU is up 11, seven over NC state right now in the eighth. Let's fucking go. That is correct. Um, Yes, but the, the so the football season kicks off, you know, late August. We got the week zero matchups and everything, but there's a lot. First off, I'm doing this transfer episode right now. The portal's going to open back up, and who knows what can happen. I think if memory serves me correct, Joe Burrow was one of those late transfers a few years back, and he almost he almost went to the Cincinnati Bearcats. It was that close to him being a Cincinnati Bearcat that LSU would have been stuck with Miles Brennan and zero national championships in that, in the Ordron era. But instead he chooses LSU and the rest is history. Uh, so we're going to try our best to give you the ones. Now there might be some late ones, but um, uh, it, there's a lot to be excited about uh, when it comes to this college football season. I think every fan, uh, you know, almost every fan base should be excited. Almost every, even Iowa fans should be excited. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, I want to tell you folks though, that the, uh, college football experience um, is brought to you by Shady Rays. Yes, kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Ways or at Shady Rays have you covered uh, from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much, much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that, that offers. Truly a world-class product. That's as good as any uh, any expensive pair of sunglasses you've ever worn. All right, they got durable frames and extremely clear optics. In case you're into the outdoor adventures, come on, get those clear optics. Uh, that's not all though. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. All of it. This is truly insane. All right, every pair of sunglasses is backed by loss or broken replacement. Yes. So let's say you and the wife go out on a fucking hot air balloon, right? You're going over wherever the Mississippi river and you look down and damn, if your glasses don't come flying off your head with a little gust of wind, maybe from the guy working the hot air balloon, who knows all of a sudden your sunglasses are falling down into the old Mississippi river and you got the blues worse than BB King ever fucking had. All right. Well, guess what you can do? You land that. Well, assuming you, you get off that hot air balloon in one piece, right? You can go back to shady rays 
and you get yourself a brand new pair of sunglasses. You'll be walking around town like the coolest son of a bitch on this side of the Mississippi. All right. They're not even going to ask questions. They're not, they're just going to say, Hey, here's your sunglasses. Oh, yo, you don't want me to tell you the story that I was at on a hot air balloon. No, save that one for your grandmother. All right. Uh, so check out shady rays. All right. You got to wear shady rays with confidence too, because they, they have your back long after your guarantee. As I just said, uh, with shady rays, you can look good. You can feel good. Look to date. They've donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger. They're feeding America. Their hearts in the right place. Gotta love it. If you don't love them, you can exchange, uh, you know, your, your, you know, for a new pair or you can return them for free within 30 days. Come on. Say you don't like the pair, right? You can, they got 30 days. You can, you can switch it up. There's no risk when you shop with shady rays. Their team always has your back. And right now, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving you the best deal of the new year. Go to shadyrays.com. Use the promo code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized glasses. Uh, try for yourself too. They look the the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. That's a lot of people. They're saying it's okay. Check out shady rays. Oh man. I see the chat moving along. Rob Donaldson said, I just now popped in on this college football talk and you're talking about BB King and hot air balloons. You never know where we're going to go on the college football experience. It's part of the journey. Hope you appreciate the bud bowl ad that we got going on the top right corner. You know, shout out to bud bowl. Please bring it back, baby. Bring it back. Um, but anyway, let's dive into this. Cause we got a lot to talk about here. We got a lot to talk about at the quarterback position. Um, and here's, what's interesting. You pull up where, whatever your, your, your site is for, you know, the transfer ratings. And like, if I pulled up 20, 24, seven sports, no disrespect to 24, seven sports. I like what they do, but at the same time, I could argue this all day. They list the biggest quarterbacks uh, in it. You know, they rank them. I'm going to completely disagree with this order, but they have, uh, they, they do have their rankings there. We'll talk about them as we go on, but uh, yeah, I have a lot to say about the rankings. If what well, depends what they're basing, if they're basing it off of like, Hey, this guy's skill set. I'm saying what team is a match, why it makes sense. Um, so let's talk about this right now. Cause I got my 10. And you'd be surprised at number 10, I was actually kind of all over the place um, as far as who, who to put at, at, at number 10. I made a case that it should be a few, a few people. I had like five people tied for this spot, but I, I decided to just trim it down for one. Uh, and I got Sam Jackson. Yes. And I hope they burn in hell, right? Samuel Jackson, Sam Jackson transferred from TCU going to Cal. Now here's why I like this. I'm not saying which one is the best, you know, Oh, you know, is it talent for the NFL? I'm saying for their schemes, Cal loses, uh, loses their, their starting quarterback from, from last season who transferred to uh, and Jack, Pl- Jack Plummer transferred to, uh, to Louisville where he's reunited with Jeff Brom. Um, so they look to Sam Jackson, but they're not only doing that. They hired Jake Spavadol. 
Jake Spavadol used to be Cal's offensive coordinator back when they had Sonny Dykes just coaching the national championship. They're going to be, so we're seeing an overhaul in the Cal offensive philosophy. They've, they've actually been kind of stagnant. Uh, Bill Musgrave was running the offense. They were, they were not an explosive offense over the past few years, but now Sam Jackson transfers in from TCU and they hired Jake Spavadol. And I think this offense is going to put up points. So from a yardage perspective, from a talent perspective, I think Sam Jackson is going to be the guy that many will say, wow, who is this kid over there? Snakes on a plane in Berkeley. All right. Um, because I, I just think Jake Spavadol, you know, I know it didn't work out with him as head coach at, at Texas state, but he's a proven offensive coordinator that I think can get points on the board for the golden bears. Also, you look around the pac 12, not known for their elite defense, you know, I mean, okay. Yes. Oregon state was a great defense last year. And, and, and what even Utah's defense wasn't quite what Utah's defense traditionally is. Um, so I think Sam Jackson might be able to have himself quite a decent season there. Now I want to mention who I had him up against. I had him up against Alan Bowman, who was a Michigan backup, but used to start at Texas tech Bowman now is a grad transfer that is going to Stillwater, Oklahoma. I have Alan Bowman ranked higher than Spencer Sanders, just because Spencer Sanders is transferring to Ole Miss where he's competing for a job with three other, you know, two other quarterbacks. So we don't know that Spencer Sanders is even starting in, uh, in Oxford, Mississippi. And uh, with that being an unknown, I feel like you can't have him ranked in your top 10 because you don't know that he's starting. I think Bowman's going to start at Oklahoma state. And I think Mike Gundy's offense is always, always, you know, he's, he's say what you want about Mike Gundy, but I feel like the quarterback play traditionally pretty solid there and knowing what Bowman did at Texas tech, I think he can have success at Oklahoma state. So I had Bowman just outside the top 10. Then I also had Jeff Sims and I'm very intrigued with Jeff Sims. Cause to me, his ceiling is, is way higher than 10th or 11th, but I just need to see it with Matt rule. You know, he, so Jeff Sims, big time recruit Remember, flipped from Florida state to Georgia tech, Georgia techs, you know, been a mess. Jeff Collins didn't know how to coach the quarterback position or offense really. Um, so Jeff Sims transfers to Nebraska. He'll be the starter. I think that's a good get for Matt rule. The question is, is how fast can this offense fly? How fast can they fly? They got some, they got some wideouts in the portal. We'll see, but I do like that. Jeff Sims play a lot. Potentially with the way that with the way, you know, uh, Matt rule had PJ Walker at temple, Charlie Brewer at Baylor. Uh, well, I think the Walker one's the better, the better comparison, but I think that's one that is intriguing to me. That was just on the outside to me. And if done right, I feel like Jeff Sims could be like top five, but I had, those are the ones I had just on the outside for 10. I'll mention some of the other ones on the honorable mention. At number nine, and this is where uh, 24 7 sports is just going to completely, completely fucking disagree with me. Um, at number nine, I had uh, Sam Hartman. How could I have Sam Hartman? The guy's thrown a million touchdown passes. Uh, the reason is this I think, and Patty C's alluded to this on our show before, that some of that 
is the slow mesh in Dave Clawson's offense. And let's be honest, Wake Forest has had some baller wide receivers in that time period. Notre Dame hasn't had a good uh, Notre Dame does not produce that. Is, that is not a factory of, of wide receiver talent. Chase Claypool, Tim fucking Brown back in 1990. You don't got a lot of, of ballers coming out of uh, Notre Dame at the wideout position. So I'm a bit of a skeptic. Another thing is he, you know, he went to Notre Dame based on Tommy Reese being the OC. He committed Tommy Reese then takes the Alabama job. And now uh, Gerard Parker takes over. Parker was the tight ends coach. I know they're excited about his future, but it's not, you know, there was talk that it was Andy Ludwig. There was talk that it was Colin Klein. Those two did not accept uh, the position. So they're kind of getting, if they're so high on him, why was he your third pick per, perhaps? But either way, I don't, they lose Michael Meyer. I have a lot of questions on like how, how good Sam Hartman can be in this offense. We'll see. Uh, I, if you've been listening to the show for a while, I've always been a big fan of Sam Hartman at wake, but I think he might regress some this year. I'm curious your take too, F- folks feel free to hop in the chat and call me a fucking idiot. Um, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I have, I have my questions. Shout out to Lane Elliott college football is 365 over here. You're damn right, brother. What's up? Um, yeah. So, so I have Sam Hartman here and I'll be honest. Like I thought I was being generous in a way. Sam Hartman runs the ball a lot. He's kind of a, a gunslinger a little bit. I feel like last year, at least he was starting to throw the ball uh Take shots downfield more than other years. Um, I don't know that it's a slam dunk as much as Notre Dame because he doesn't have the pieces around him. Yeah, offensive line play, sure. I think the offensive line play, if anything, is upgrade from uh, from Wake Forest. But as far as the receiving talent, I I I need to see more. I get it. I know last year what Drew Pine, you know, not elite at passing the ball. Sure, sure, I get it. Um but I'm not expecting to see the numbers. I, I think he'll have decent numbers. I don't think he'll have Clawson like numbers uh, this next season, uh, you know, in South bend. So at number nine, I do have Sam Hartman. All right, folks. I want to tell you before we get to number eight, I want to tell you, we're brought to you by our driver giveaway. Yes. Uh, look, we're brought to you by the golf gambling podcast and their tailor made driver contest. The contest is completely free to enter. And you have a chance to win an awesome tailor-made driver. The drawing will take place on Sunday, April 8th. So make sure you get in by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. All right. We are back. It's You know it's good when you're talking college football. Uh, Rob Donaldson in the chat saying Sam Hartman does have an athletic baseline to at least be better than what they've had for the past few years or so. I like his uh, prospects at Notre Dame. Look, I love Sam Hartman, but I, I, and I understand money is money. They probably, he probably got a good amount of money to go to Notre Dame. I'm just saying, I think you could have gone to more QB friendly places. That's all I'm saying. I think, I think, uh, I think he's still going to be, have a solid year. I just don't think he's going to put up those wake forest numbers um, where they're running that slow mesh. Unless maybe, maybe they, maybe they, maybe they add some of that. I don't know. 
I'm intrigued when you have a first time offense coordinator, you know, and a, and a QB that committed to the departing OC just seems like it's kind of a, it's kind of a mess a little bit. Um, but uh, I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued. And I wish Sam Hartman the best because he's been underrated for so long. Um, let's move along though. For me, number seven. And uh, this one, I'm sorry, not number seven, number eight. Cause I did 10 and nine, 10 was Sam Jackson. And I hope you burn in hell. Nine was Sam Hartman slinging Sammy Hartman eight. Oh, you guys are going to hate me on this one. I think it is Oregon state landing DJ Ui Ongale. Oh, am I excited to see how this works out? Okay. Hear me out. Hear me out here. I get it. He looked like shit at Clemson, but not all the games. You look back the the year Clemson was in the playoff. He, he, what, when, when Trevor Lawrence had the COVID shit, he went up to South bend against a really good team. And he had like 400 yards or whatever it was. He had a great game, right? Uh, he sputtered since then, but you got to remember also Brandon Streeter, the former Clemson quarterback was his OC and Brandon Streeter. It got fired this past year. DJ Uyungle was a five-star recruit. Make no mistake about that. And at times you could see his raw skills, but you also saw last year, I think a guy whose confidence were rattled. And I also think you saw a, a guy that, that, that didn't know what he was doing from an offensive coaching standpoint. Um, does D, do, uh, does DJ, you deserve some of that, some of that blame? Sure. But now he transfers to Oregon state and Jonathan Smith, who I think is the mo- one of the more underrated coaches in America. Jonathan Smith played quarterback at Oregon state. Remember he won the Fiesta bowl against Notre Dame shit 22 years ago or something, 23 years ago. Um, but I believe this has been a missing piece of what Oregon state was really good last year. I think better than what people realize because they're on, on the West coast. They're on normally they're, they're not on main channels. So you have to find like the PAC 12 network, which obviously you have a better luck of catching a, uh, a cock fight uh, in Tijuana on some, some network than you do seeing the PAC 12 football games. So DJ Uyungle is a guy that I think could really blossom under Jonathan Smith and, and really needed the fresh start. And I think the pressure is gone. Clemson, they have pressure to win the national championship, Oregon state. Sure. They have a great family. I love the Oregon state fans, but I don't think the pressure is there. And if anything, I think this is such an upgrade considering what they were starting Oregon state. They were, they, what was what they win last year? 10. I think they won 10 games last year. Um, and, and quarterback was a huge, huge flaw for them. If you watch, they should have beat USC, but their quarterback play was an issue. Now they don't play USC this year, but oh yeah, they were 10 and three and their quarterbacks were throwing picks every other play lawn chair university last year, DJ Uyungle, a, I like his athleticism talking about being able to extend some plays for a first down or something, or move around that pocket a little more, but just the overall talent. I think Jonathan Smith and, and Brian Lindgren, I think uh, I, I are, are super happy right now getting him. I, I, I honestly think that was like one of the, the better gets 
this this whole portal season. I probably would have him higher. I probably think he's going to be higher than than what I even am rate him at, rated as. But I, I have to take into account what he did at Clemson. So, by the way, ECU does beat NC State thirteen nine. Once again, pro- pro- proving the world that East Carolina, proving to the world that East Carolina is the greatest institution on the planet, and NC State's just a bunch of filthy whores. Yes. But uh, Rob Donaldson says, Uwe Ungale reminds me of Cardell Jones. Yes. And to me, if he's coached correctly, which I think Jonathan Smith is going to be able to play into the strengths of DJ Uwe Ungale. And I think also just releasing that pressure of being at Clemson and also the fact that they didn't have, they had, they had no idea what they were doing on offense. Oh, they went with Kay Klubnik. Not like he looked fucking great either. Now I think Klubnik will because they bring in uh, Lincoln Riley's brother, Garrett Riley. They'll have some, so the offense should be fine. But uh, I love Uyungle in Corvallis. And I think the, I, look, call me crazy. I think the Pac 12 is fucking going to be a lot of fun this year. I think it's going to be a lot of fun this year. Take a, take a, take a look around the conference here. Michael Penix, arguably the best quarterback in the nation. Caleb Williams, arguably the best quarterback in the nation. Cam Rising, stud. Um, you know, uh, Bo Nix back at Oregon, Cam Ward at Washington state. Love, love watching him play. And then you have these other teams that, you know, we added to Oregon state. Who knows what's going to happen? And t- I mean, first off, Jaden Delora at Arizona is a baller too, but who knows what's going to happen in, in Tempe, right? Tempe. I feel like, uh, is it, they got drew pine. They got uh, Conover, the transfer from BYU. They also landed Jaden Rashada. Who knows? Who knows who the hell's starting in Tempe? But I, I, but then you look. Stanford always has decent quarterback play, so I don't even worry about that. Stanford probably have a, a lawn chair that's pretty serviceable. And then you have Shador, uh, Shador Sanders at Colorado, Sam Jackson at Cal. The Pac-12 is very interesting to me this year. Um, Joseph says in the chat, from top to bottom, the Pac-12 will be the best conference next year. Look, I thought it was the Big 12 this past year. I know that when Georgia won by like 70, everyone's like, oh, I see Colby. How can it be the best conference? I didn't mean that they had the best teams, like the best team is in Georgia because Georgia and Alabama were better than anyone in the Big 12 last year, even though Texas should have beat Alabama if it wasn't for a terrible, terrible ref game. Um, but I'm saying from the, the strength of their whole conference, the Big 12 had no no true lemons. To me, if your worst team was Iowa state, which lost like every game by one score, I feel like compared to look at the big 10, when you have Rutgers complete ass, you know what I mean? Uh, Northwestern complete ass, uh, you know, Indiana complete ass the ACC. Oh, it's a, the whole conference for the most part, with the exception of, of Florida state and Clemson uh, complete ass uh, sec. There was Texas A&M complete ass last year, Missouri, complete ass Vanderbilt, complete ass. Uh, you know, last year's PAC 12 Stanford was complete ass, even though they won at Notre Dame. Uh, so you, you, you had these teams, maybe even Cal last year, um, or Colorado. There you go. There you go. Stanford and Colorado. Uh, they, the big 12 didn't have that. In my opinion, the big 12's worst team, I think if they're in another conference, they probably go bowling. So, um, Rob Donaldson says, can't wait to live bet Wazoo and Oregon state at midnight this season. You and me both brother. 
So yeah, I am super excited to see what DJU does at Oregon State. Now, I'll be honest, I'm more excited than this next play. This next play is Devin Leary at Kentucky, who 24/7 Sports, by the way, has number two. I don't buy this. Look, Devin Leary at NC State. Yes, he has raw skills. You'd be a fool to second guess that. But in my opinion, he was. They were saying he was the best quarterback in the ACC last year. Coming into the season, I was perplexed at that. I was like, wait, we're just going to, we're going to say he's better than, than a lot of other very good quarterbacks, proven quarterbacks. They were like him or Ryan Van Dyke. Uh, Wait, Ryan Van Dyke or Tyler Van Dyke. Why am I getting confused right now? Tyler Van Dyke. I think it is right. Who's Ryan Van Dyke, former Michigan state quarterback. Anyway, um, they, uh, they, we're just crowning. And I was like, Sam Hartman is by far the best quarterback in the ACC. I said him or Brandon Armstrong, Remember Armstrong. I expected regression because his OC and the whole Virginia offense, I knew it was going to be a disaster with the Tony Elliott thing year one. Um, but also Malik Cunningham, I thought was flying under the radar. Phil Jerkovic was flying under the radar as far as skill set. Devin Leary, who I put in, and that's another one. Phil Jerkovic didn't make this list. Although I I'm, I think Jerkovic's a complete stud, I actually think Jerkovic is better than Devin Leary, but he went to Pitt, and I can't trust the the offensive philosophies of Pitt under Pat Narduzzi. I understand he went there because of the connection with uh, you know his, his former OC from BC. Um, I just I couldn't put it, but I, do I like Phil Jerkovic? Like if I was a t- if I was a coach. I would rather have Phil Jerkovic than Devin Leary. Now I have to put Devin Leary above him because of what he's coming to. He's going to Kentucky where a, I feel like they are trying to get back to what they were doing before they, they, they bring back Liam Cohen at the OC spot. He went to the LA Rams. Remember he would, before that he was the, the OC at Kentucky. Uh, and you saw the offense regress without him. So I think that's a good fit back. And, and uh, you know, Cohen is, is I think just a good offensive mind, you know? So I think that will work out. I think from a statistical standpoint, do I think Kentucky's got a shot to win the sec zero? I don't think so. I think if anything, they with Vanderbilt getting better. Now I still have Kentucky ahead of Vanderbilt, but I do think, uh, you know, they're pretty much like third or fourth. You got to have, you got to figure Georgia by far number one, Tennessee, and you might even make the argument South Carolina is ahead of them. And with Vanderbilt getting better, who knows? Missouri, who knows? Drinkwitz, I thought I'm surprised he got extended. Florida, who knows? But uh, I think they'll have a bowl season. I think he'll get another one of his classic payouts. Mark Stoops getting a nice check. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think the offense will be better and I think he'll put up some decent stats too, but I was shocked. I, I, I like this kid, right? Devin Leary's got raw skills. Seems like a good guy. I don't understand. He, he, to me though, has been overhyped in college football to me. I feel like every platform a season ago, this is the guy, number one guy. And I'm like, no, no, no. Um, but I do think he's going to have a good season. And if anything, he'll be able to leaving Tim Beck. I, I was not a big fan of Tim Beck at OC at North Carolina. So maybe he has a fantastic season knowing he's no longer with Tim Beck and he has, uh, you know, he, he's basically with an offensive mind and, and Liam Cohen that knows what they're doing. So uh, 
I have, I have uh, Devin Leary at number seven. And, and remember they don't play much out of conference. They have a great Mark soups, a genius. <clears throat> he does like what an FCS two terrible max schools and Louisville every year. So you can really pad your stats in those four games. Louisville hasn't had a good defense since fucking Ray Buchanan. All right. So uh, great scheduling to pad your stats. So I think Leary will put up some very good stats, probably the best of his career in Lexington. Um, moving along. Let's go to, uh, to me, number six. This one is a big if though. This one, I could look like a fool. I could look like a fool. Uh, I am going with Keaton Slovis at BYU. Okay. Keaton Slovis was a big time recruit by UNC or by, I'm sorry, by USC, right? He flashed occasionally, but he, he was injured all the, all the time. And then last year, in my opinion, he was dumb enough to transfer to Pitt. I think he was following his girlfriend to be fair. We've all been there, but I think his girlfriend was like a volleyball player. So he went to Pitt to chase her, not thinking about, Hey, Mark Whipple's gone. They're not going to pass the ball much. Um, and now he goes to he grad transfers to, to BYU and he's going to be an Aaron Roderick's uh, first, you know, or first season in the big 12. But I think this offense can work. I think, you know, you look back first off uh, their OC, you know, was, was a GA at BYU back in the day. So I, I imagine he's, the, they're going to pass the ball a decent amount. Um, and I just think Slovis fits the West coast. And I think when you look at the, the big 12, first off the big 12, I know we just talked about how good the PAC 12 is going to be big 12 is going to be a lot of fun with all these new teams. I mean, where would you place Cincinnati, BYU, Houston, and UCF? I think they're like, they're in, they're in the mix. Wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't shock me if any of them ended up in the big 12 championship. So I, I, I just think the shoe fits here. I think the shoe fits here. They're going to be the, be running a, a more Slovis friendly offense. And I think they're going to put up points. They got that advantage in the altitude that, that home environment. I actually think BYU in general, cause they schedule so aggressively out of conference. Normally, I actually think they're the most equipped to go into big 12 play because I think the schedule actually eases up a little bit. So excited. I think it's going to work out though, though, if he stays healthy, that's the, this is where I could look like a fool because this guy, Keaton Slovis has been injured so much. It's hard to put a lot of, of faith in him being an elite quarterback when, when he can't complete a season most years, uh, year one, even what so last year he started 11 games, but I, he got dinged up. I think what the, uh, not the pit game or not the West Virginia game. It was, I don't know. He got dinged up in one of the games. They love oh, the Tennessee game. So he was injured in the Tennessee game. And I think he might've missed another one, but look, look, go back to 2021. I think he only played eight or nine games. And, and then in, in night, I think he played like the whole season. That's when he took over for JT Daniels and he played the whole season and he looked like, Whoa, you know, I think he had like 30 touchdowns or something that year. So that to me is what we could see this year in Provo with Keaton Slovis at the helm. Excited to see him last year. He only threw, I think like, uh, I think it was only like 10 or 12 touchdowns or something. So uh, I think it opens back up now that he's back on the West 
and he's an Arizona kid. Yeah, he didn't know what he was doing, and and he was chasing chasing his girlfriend to Pittsburgh. Got to be smarter than that. But we all live and learn. Um, but that would be my uh, that would be my number six. At number five, I'm gonna take you off the grid a little bit of the Power Fives because I loved this kit. So what if I told you that the uh, the Fresno State quarterback Jake Hayner, who's a beast. Uh, threw for 68 touchdowns in the past three years at Fresno State. Now, I know 68 is a little bit, uh, you'd think maybe more. We got to remember COVID with like a five game season one of those years. So, all in all, in 32 games, threw for 68 touchdowns and just 18 interceptions. Uh, that was with Caleb DeBauer slash Jeff Tedford. But remember, before that, Tedford had, you know, Tedford was there. This is his second stint as the head coach of Fresno. Tedford's a quarterback guy, Kyle Bowler, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you go back and look at, uh, you know, Derek Carr, Jeff Tedford has been, you know, a quarterback guru. So I have no fears about, you know, Jeff Tedford coaching, you know, good quarterback play to me. If I was a quarterback, I would try to seek out Jeff Tedford. He was also QB coach at Fresno when Trent Dilfer and Billy Volek were there. Uh, he was at Oregon with Joey Harrington. Now I know Joey Harrington wasn't a great pro, but these guys were all very good college football players. Um, I, I really like this get, they went out and they got a guy, Mikey Keene. Now, if you watch UCF football last year, Mikey Keene only threw six touchdowns that had one interception. Um, but that's because Gus Malzahn is not your traditional coach for a good quarter for great quarterback play. He likes to like run as quarterbacks. It's a weird offense. All right. It works sometimes though, but uh, it's a lot like the rich rod offense. I would say Mikey Keene. The year prior when Josh Heupel was there, right? Was was that Heupel? No, that was Malzahn year one, but he was a Heupel recruit. Um, Mikey Keene showed flashes and, and Malzahn was stuck with him. He was stuck. That was before, you know, before he brought in John Rice Plumley from Ole Miss. So I think Mikey Keene can pass. See, he threw for like 17 touchdowns that year and six picks in limited time. I think Mikey Keene is a guy to watch out for. And he lands at Fresno state with Jeff Tedford. Watch out. I think Jeff Tedford and Mikey Keene are going to be, it's going to work. I know they lose their whiteout. Josh Kelly to Washington is one of their best whiteouts. I don't care. Fresno always got guys. They, they they've had receivers since fucking Stefan page. All right. And Henry Ellard and Steven touchdown Baker and David Dunn and Bernard Barry and, and Devonte Adams. They always got guys. Don't worry. Jalen Cropper. All right. Um, they're going to have guys and Mikey Keene. I'm very excited to see him in Fresno, California with Jeff Tedford. I think Jeff Tedford should, should be a power five coach. I don't understand why he's not because he's, su- he's such an underrated coach. Um, I love this get. I absolutely love this get. I think he'll put up pretty big numbers in Fresno, Pr- pretty big numbers. And I think they'll contend for a mountain West championship this year yet again. Yet again, Rob Donaldson saying in all serious JT Daniels is going to put up video game numbers at rice. You know, that's when I, I didn't, he was on my short list. He didn't make my top 10, but he's, this is him in like year 45. He should put up good numbers at rice. 
I'm intrigued to watch rice this year, man. He didn't make my top 10, but I'll tell you this, man. I think rice opens with Texas. Everyone's talking Quinn Ewers. Everyone's talking arch Manning. What if, uh, what if old JT Daniels gave the, uh, gave the Longhorns a game. They got what they got the McCaffrey kid there. They were fun to watch the rice was last year. I know it didn't No, And that was one of NC Knicks teams. So I would love to see uh, JT Daniels have a big year down there in Houston, Texas, in the new AAC with the rice owls who, who, who could be bowling this year. Um, all right, let's hop over and, and talk about my next quarterback. So Mikey Keen was my number five at number four. At number four, and, and I'm curious, some people might say, dude, you're a fucking idiot. That's fair. Been an idiot plenty of times. But Shador Sanders is the son of Deion Sanders, right? I was impressed watching him play in the SWAC, but once again, I understand the SWAC competition level is not great, right? But you look at his stats, he's thrown 70 touchdowns and 14 picks. And I know they say he's trained with Tom Brady. Uh, sure. Every year he trains with Tom Brady. Cool. All right. That doesn't mean you're a good, good quarterback, but I believe uh, watching that celebration ball, I was impressed with uh, both. So, and I know Jackson state lost both of them, but specifically last year, I was impressed with Shador Sanders, but to me, the, the big, the big get that solidifies. So if, if, if they did not get this guy, I, I would not have him on in my top 10 list, but they did get Sean Lewis, who was the former head coach of the Kent state golden flashes. And man, did those offense pop. They popped against some good teams too. They played a crazy schedule. They're at a conference schedule. I think last year was Georgia, Oklahoma, and Washington. Insane. Absolutely fucking insane. Sean Lewis had Colin Schley uh, putting up great numbers. And I just believe in, you know, this guy, Sean Lewis uh, was, was the OC at Syracuse when they had that 10 win season. I think Shador Sanders and Sean Lewis are going to be able to move that ball. I think they're going to be very like, I don't know how many games they'll win this year. I really don't, but I think they're going to move that ball. They got Cavassier smoke uh, in the backfield. They went and got a couple wideouts from South Florida. Jimmy Horn Jr. Forgetting the other guy's name right now. Um, I think you're going to see Travis Hunter play wide out for them. And I think this offense is going to move. I really do. I think it's going to move. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch it Sanders in this offense. Cause this dual threat capability, I think they're going to run them some. If you watch Kent state, you know, I feel like, or, or Syracuse, you know, uh, back what year was that 18? Maybe when they had 10 wins, I think that, that this offense is going to move the ball. It's going to move the ball. They might not, they still might not make a bowl. I'm not sure. I, I'm, I'm, Still waiting. I know that Dion says he's going to hit the portal hard and the schedule's ridiculous because they don't play an FCS. They play 11 power fives in Colorado state, which is an arch rival, but I think he's going to put up great stats. I'll tell you that that system is great. That system is great for, I mean, essentially it's kind of like, I feel like it's kind of like the Tennessee system with Hypel. 
They're going to put up good stats. Watch out. They're going to be must watch TV every single week. Cannot wait to watch them. Um, but Shador Sanders is one that's on my list because I feel like everyone's going to want to be part of that offense. And I think from a recruiting standpoint, it sells, it sells. So I know we're just talking this year, but even next year, I think he'll be a name to watch out for. Um, so that is my, that is my uh, number four at number three. Well, this is one I'm still shocked. <laughs> I'm still shocked. This transition is happening in Madison, Wisconsin, where Phil Longo, former Mike Leach guy. So let me get this straight. Wisconsin, who's been running the ball for a thousand fucking years is going air raid. I'm shocked. Still don't know how the weather will be with this. I don't know if this is the the right answer. Long-term, I guess you could say it works for the Packers. They've been slinging the ball around, but I know in that side of the conference short of Purdue with Brom, everyone else does not do that. So it is must watch TV to me every single week, but Tanner Mordecai out of Waco, Texas transfers. So last year, Mordecai, first off, you remember Mordecai, he was an Oklahoma recruit back with, with uh, Lincoln Riley. He threw 33 touchdowns last year and 39 the year prior. And now he's going as a grad transfer to Wisconsin to be with Phil Longo and throw the ball 75,000 times a game. Am I fascinated? Yes. Do I think it's going to work? I'm not sure. Will they put up big time yardage? I believe so. Will like, if you play college fantasy football, put fucking draft Tanner Mordecai. I think he's going to put up big numbers. I don't know if it's sustainable in a conference that plays like Iowa and so like to me, it's it's a strange thing that Wisconsin's doing this because I don't know that they needed to, even though they, I guess you could say they were losing their edge. I don't know that they necessarily were. They're not that far removed from, but I understand, you know, you've had terrible quarterback play short of the one Russell Wilson year. Man, it's gonna be exciting. So I think Mordecai and Phil Longo, you've seen it with here's the the classic question. So Phil Longo comes over from North Carolina. Drake may just put up unbelievable numbers. Sam Howell, unbelievable numbers. I think Mordecai is going to put up those numbers, right? The downside though, is those North Carolina teams were super soft and they had big time recruits defensively. They were super soft. Now I know fickle's a defensive guy. Hopefully he can keep Wisconsin. They got rid of Jim Leonard. Can they keep Wisconsin's defense to, to, to be, you know, somewhat respectable with this offense going. I think, I think he might be able to, but it's must watch TV every fucking day. Every time they play a game, I think everyone's going to want to see Wisconsin football to see what is going on there. And I wonder, you know, had this not been the portal era, this thing would be a train wreck this year. But now with the portal, you know, I think he brought in two of his starting offensive linemen at, at Cincinnati. Um, he brought in some other guys that I think can, some wideouts that can really contribute so I'm fascinated by what's happening in, in, in Madison. I don't know that I think it's the right move. We'll see, but uh, it's it, it, as far as stats go, you got to have this guy higher ranked. Tanner Mordecai is going to put up big stats. 
unless he gets injured or something. Knock on wood. So I got Tanner Mordecai at number three. At number two. Wow. They really let Jeff Brown come back to Louisville, where the Brown family name has been in Louisville, Kentucky for a long time. Oh, I'm excited to watch Louisville Cardinal football. And how about this? So Jack Plummer started at Cal last year. Threw 21 touchdowns, nine interceptions, over 3,000 yards at Cal. The previous three years, he was at Purdue where he was battling. He got some starts, but he was battling Aiden O'Connell. Well, Aiden O'Connell's gone. He went going to the NFL. Jeff Brown takes the job at Louisville and he brings Jack Plummer as a grad transfer from Berkeley all the way to Louisville, Kentucky. And I tell you, I'm very high on Louisville this year. I'm very high on Jeff Brown as a football coach. And I'm also very down on the ACC. I think Jack Plummer is going to light up the ACC. Let's be honest. When it comes to the the ACC, okay. I know Syracuse just hired Rocky Long, who's a fucking defensive legend, inventor of the three three five defense. You got Narduzzi. Pitts <clears throat> Pitts normally got a decent defense. I buy in there. After that, Clemson, who lost Venables, but they still play at a really high level. Okay. You got me buying in on what? Three defenses. Miami's defense, awful. Florida State is getting better, but I still, I don't know if it's a great defense. Uh, North Carolina is awful. Georgia Tech's, no, not good. Virginia, actually, Virginia actually surprisingly had a decent year on defense last year, but they lost a ton of players. I don't think they're a good. I don't think they, they they're gonna have any issues with Virginia. Virginia Tech, no, didn't look great on defense. Boston College, no. Even Syracuse, Rocky Long in year one. Mm, NC State, okay, that was a decent defense, but ECU was still able to move the ball on them. I think Jack Plummer is going to light the fucking ACC on fire. I think they that there's a lot more bad teams. You look at what Brom did took took Purdue to the uh, Big Ten championship last year. Big Ten's got elite defenses, especially in the Big Ten West, when you have defensive minds like Kirk Ferentz, right? Uh, Pat Fitzgerald. I know uh, Northwestern was complete ass. Ryan Walters had the number one defense with the Illini with Brett Bielma. Jim Leonard was at Wisconsin. They were battling those defensive minds. And then, oh yeah, sometimes you'd have to play Jim Harbaugh. Good defense. Penn state. Good defense. I think Jeff Brown and Louisville are going to make a big statement in year one. I think Jack Plummer providing he stays healthy is going to light it up this year in the ACC. So that is my number two transfer get. I love this get. And I, you can make a case. It, it should be number one. You should make a case. It should be number one. Um, I will stay in the ACC for number one. Uh, what if I told you that uh, there was a quarterback that should have been mentioned for Heisman trophy two years ago. And he wasn't because the Heisman trophy is a fucking popularity contest. It's a sham. Just like just like a lot of their uh, playoff rankings here. Um, 
or preseason rankings, whatever you want to say. So last year there was a quarterback that only threw seven touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Now, granted, he, he only played at 10 games, but still terrible stats. That was Brandon Armstrong. Brandon Armstrong recruited high school safety, Bronco Mendenhall recruited him to play quarterback, uh, Virginia. The year prior, he threw for 31 touchdowns and he had 4,500 yards of offense. Oh, did I add in also that uh, he rushed for nine touchdowns that year too? Well, his offensive coordinator was Robert Anai, who we just saw him go to Syracuse and take Syracuse to a bowl game. Syracuse offense finally moved, even though they had the shredder, Garrett Schrader. Now, Robert and I leaves for NC State. And look, you know me. I hate NC State. But they finally got it right. Tim Beck was holding NC State back, in my opinion. I think Robert and I, former Mike Leach guy, by the way, shout out to our friend Coach Leach. Uh, rest in peace. As we got we got our section, our Leach section over there with the with the pirate. If you're watching youtube.com slash the college experience, I think Brennan Armstrong and NC State are going to light things up this year in his final year of college eligibility. I'm actually glad in a way, actually, no, I'd still rather see ECU play them fuck up their season, but man, I think, I think, I think the shoe fits now. I think the shoe fits NC state's offense has been trash lately. I think this year it's going to thrive. I think this year it's going to thrive and I'm excited to see the ACC quarterback play that everyone was talking about last year with Hartman and Leary and Van Dyke, Jerkovic. Well, I guess Jerkovic's still there. I think this year is the more exciting year. Because you add in what? Uh, you got Klubnik now with Garrett Riley, right? Super exciting. I think Garrett Riley's going to fix that offense, right? Then you got Drake May, who's definitely emerged as preseason Heisman favorite. I saw Mac Brown say he should be the first pick of the draft next year. We'll see. He said that about Hal also, but. Uh, you still got Jerkovic in the league. <clears throat> Who knows how that works out of pit? Um, but getting Plummer, getting Armstrong, Florida State and Miami also bringing back their QBs, even though uh, what they lost Garcia in Miami. I think uh, I think the ACC is more interesting as a, a quarterback conference this year than it was last year. So. I think Brendan Armstrong's a, huge, a home run get with Robert and I. It had to be that package because those two know how to work well together. And I think this offense is going to flourish. I think it's going to flourish. Can't wait to watch some of these ACC games. And uh, that is my number one. So, look, if you were to compare that, if you were to compare that, 24 7 sports, like I said, their top 10 is this Sam Hartman one, Leary two. I, I couldn't disagree more. Hudson card three. Now Hudson cards, an interesting one because he was good at Texas, thought a little bit underrated. He's gone. He transfers to Purdue, Purdue, brand new coach, Ryan Walters, former Colorado safety, de- most recently defensive coordinator at Illinois. He brings in Graham Harrell, who was the OC of USC a couple years ago. Last year he was at West Virginia where they didn't really, they didn't really light the world on fire, but I could see Hudson card putting up good numbers too. I don't, I, it's a little more unknowns to me. I know the, the cupboard is a little empty when Brown left Purdue. So I wouldn't have him there. He has, uh, they have Shador Sanders at number four, which ironically, I think I had him at four as well. Colin Schley at five, huh? Well, UCLA has Dante Moore, who they recruited. I'm not even sold. Schley is going to start, but 
Schley also put up big numbers at Kent State. I just I I disagree with this one. I disagree with them having uh, number five. Number six, they have Walker Howard, the big recruit from LSU who lands at Ole Miss. To me, one of these Ole Miss ones is probably deserving of the top ten, but they have Sanders. <laughs> who else they got? They got three guys that are competing for this job. Um, but Sanders and, and Howard, I think are the tr- transfers in, right? That sounds accurate. Yes. But until I know which one's starting, I'm not going to sit there and say, Oh, this is the best get. So they got Walker Howard at, uh, at six, Brandon Armstrong at seven, Mordecai at eight, uh, Uyungale at nine, Spencer Sanders at 10. Right. And then after that, they have Mertz at Florida. So Spencer Sanders to me, I don't know. I mean, maybe Lane Kiffin can do things. There's plays where he looks amazing. There's plays where he looks awful. And that's kind of been a story <clears throat> in college football in, in, you know, his whole tenure really, but obviously he's super experienced. He could have a great year. And I think Lane, you know, knows what he's doing offensively. Something that uh, the Oxford situation is fascinating. Whoever starts, I expect the other to be transferring. So if it's not Sanders, if it's like these rankings and Howard starts and Sanders hits the road, uh, it's going to be fascinating to see where he lands because he, you talk about a guy who's got like uh, how many starts does that guy have under his belt? But that'll be fascinating to see. Um, but Graham Mertz at Florida is one where I'm like, huh? I get it. Jack Cohn looked a little. He looked a lot better when he left Wisconsin, and went to Notre Dame. He's going to look great. I I don't know how you have Mertz over Jeff Sims or even some of these other ones. Like, uh, and here's an interesting one was Luke Altmaier who was the backup uh, at Ole Miss. He goes to Illinois. I find this move interesting because Illinois had terrible quarterback play really like the past since fucking Kurt Kittner, I feel like, um, or Jeff George, but uh, Altmaier to Illinois is an underrated one that, that they have here. Sam, Sam Hjord, obviously son of Damon Hjord. He leaves Washington five-star to go to Cal Poly in the FCS. That's going to be interesting to see with Paul. What was that? Paul Wolf. Memory serves me correct. Uh, Kyron drones to Virginia tech. Interesting Baylor transfer, big time, somewhat of a big time recruit. Jake Garcia leaves Miami for Missouri. I think that's one. That's very interesting. Very interesting right there. Um, besides that though, I mean, look, they have Mikey Keene and Keaton Slovis way down this fucking list. All right. They have them in the And by the way, Kate McNamara to Iowa. I think that's a great get for Iowa. Now I can't put them in my top 10 cause I don't think they're going to put up numbers that will be super impressive. But as far as like better quarterback play, if you're an Iowa Hawkeye fan, you gotta be optimistic here. Um, besides that. Yeah. I mean, some of these ones, uh, Hank Bachmeyer is an interesting one to me. They have Jack Plummer so far and Jerkovic so far down this list. It's fascinating. Jerkovic. Maybe I understand his pits offense, but Jack Plummer is going to light up. He's going to light it up in the ACC. Mark my words. Mark my words. Emory Jones goes to Cincinnati. I don't really, I could see Satterfield's offense catering to him better than <clears throat> the previous stops, but I don't think he'll light the world on fire. Bachmeyer is interesting though. He's got two years remaining and at law tech, it could be interesting. Sonny Cumbie fires that ball around a lot. And I feel like Bachmeyer is that lawn chair that could really kind of you know, kind of kill it there. It's going to be interesting to watch, but those Haynes King is probably going to be the starter at Georgia tech. I don't know how much I can 
Georgia Tech seems to be a bit of a mess. Uh, but yeah, uh, those are the big ones there. I mean, they have JT Daniels just way down this list. Um, Eli Stowers is probably going to be the starting quarterback in New Mexico State. I don't know. I feel like my top 10 is pretty honest, and I cannot wait to see uh, a lot of those. I feel like my top 10 is better than their top 10. All right. I don't know if they're basing it off stats or they just think like if they're basing it by like NFL draft pick status, then maybe I understand it. But um, as far as, as far as like next year going to be lighting up college football, I like my list a lot better folks. That's my list. This is our episode. Subscribe to the college football experience. Cause we are breaking down everything. We're going to go through position battles, all this, all this great stuff, spring games, Top games. Remember, we'll be back tomorrow night. Me, Patty C, NC Nick drafting week one, our best matchups of week one. The top 30 picks as we're going week by week. The following week will be week two. We already released week zero. Go listen to it. We already talked about all the coaching hires. Go listen to those episodes. Graded every coaching hire. We already talked. Uh we already talked conference schedule releases. Went by went through every team's schedule in all of D1. So go check out all those episodes that are out there. And uh, folks, we're just getting started here. Hope you enjoy it. Give us a follow on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D and uh, I'm excited to come back tomorrow and talk more college football. Now that college basketball ends, we're thriving here five days a week, putting in the reps with college football, Uh, subscribe to the college football experience, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts at, that's the real way to uh, you know, help us out here. So do that. Give us a five-star review. If you can haven't gotten one in a while because college football season, you know, it goes a little, <clears throat> it goes a little light on the, on the five-star reviews or the reviews in general in the dark season. But come on, maybe you guys can hop over there. Do me a solid, give us a five-star review on iTunes uh, and feel free to ask any questions. I'll answer them on air. All right. So hop on over there. College football experience uh, on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Also, we're on YouTube. Well, first off, I also host the college basketball experience and the college baseball experience. Subscribe to both those. Baseball season still in full swing. Basketball season winded down yesterday, but don't forget we're talking portal coaching hires. You know, we're still releasing every week. Um, we come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Subscribe, tell a friend, get that SGPN app for free in the app store and Google play store. And also check out the sports gambling podcast. Um, and yeah, until, uh, until tomorrow. And, and by the way, come talk college football with us in the discord too. sports slash discord until tomorrow, folks, this is the college football experience. You better start thinking about yours and we are out of here. Everybody